listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm your idol, the highest title, numero uno. I'm not a Puerto Rican, but I'm speaking so that you know and understand I got the gift of speech and it's a blessing. So listen to the lesson I preach. I talk sense condensed into the form of a poem full of knowledge from a toe to the top of my dome. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We're in the house on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. NFL Sunday morning uh and we uh have a special guest that uh you know actually i know for a fact people voted as the uh number one favorite guest of last uh two years ago i believe now yep uh and this uh my man chris lambert from the mundane festival podcast you can find him on twitter at chris lambert you can find his podcast on itunes and stitcher the mundane festival i was just on the episode a couple weeks ago we had a good time uh i think everybody should go check out the greg howard episode um if you're following this beef between uh jason whitlock and greg howard i think chris gives the definitive uh greg howard interview so make sure y'all check that out what's going on chris hey i'm I'm doing pretty good thanks for having me as always no nah, no problem no man problem. glad you can make it dog how, how you been i've been doing all right i can't complain too much i mean i could but i mean who would really care? <laughs> oh, but, but i'm doing all right i'm making it maintaining yeah. how's uh and how's comedy treating you man comedy is going pretty good uh this has been a year that's been uh i've seen growth and and also just just trying to figure stuff out as i'm trying to transition to not just plateau mm. uh so it's just kind of like a, a transitional year for me what? um but but i've I started going back on auditions i had my first one in a long in about two years actually for a, a hit tv show that a lot of you and your nerd friends like but oh, i don't want can you not tell us you can't tell us what it is i don't want to say because i mean it it doesn't it it i don't know i really don't i don't you know want to jinx I, it or what i want to jinx it it's mm. a very very small part but it was good for me to get like out of my haze of uh tps reports and uh when i got the call about the audition i i just it kind of just put stuff into perspective for me like even though it's a small part but it's like yeah this is kind of bullshit uh about somebody was in my face about uh that's not even my boss that i have to help write help her write emails mm-hmm. uh and uh she was like oh are you you're supposed to do it I'm like no i'm not supposed to do it this way this is how it was supposed to be done Got and to get out of my face and then i saw this audition thing i was like oh yeah i guess i'm gonna go to that and uh actually try to put my uh degree to use so. i i feel you i really do it's just one of those things where you just be going to look sideways you go i cannot wait to today i can come in here put up a light in the stage and just tell jokes on a one-man show and y'all don't even know it's a comedy show going on <laughs> yeah, yeah it's also like um you know a lot of people have that like experience where they have that soul crushing mm-hmm. bullshit and then like especially if you have like an outlet where you're doing pretty well it does kind of feel like you like who the fuck do you think you're talking to not right. not on us not on a like because i'm just the baddest motherfucker but just on some like have some respect as a human yeah. being for another person because what you see in this job isn't all there is to me and i you know right. and, I, and i assume the same about everybody else like i don't think just because i see bob 40 hours a week 
that this is all there is to bob's life you know so it's kind of funny how people pull that rank on you and it's like you know especially um you know in a creative outlet like like stand up where you actually can kind of get immediate response and you free know range to do what you want to do where, well just that immediate response of validation like I'm, okay i yeah. know i'm funny because people laugh at my jokes or because i continuously get booked or whatever you know like you know it's not like a lot of areas where it's like maybe you draw on the side but nobody ever sees your drawings like this is like you do have a confidence that comes from that and then the have somebody be like why didn't you write the six emails chris and it's like god damn really yeah it's it's so it's funny it makes me angry and i'm finding out the older that i get i have less patience for it right and then part of me i feel like i don't know if it's just the and part of it i think is just being a black dude and then and karen i know like on your part probably being a black woman if you show any type of attitude or you show any type of not even attitude just, just confidence and self-respect right any form of aggression and aggression yeah. can be just going against the grain or not agreeing it's almost like you have to mentally say it's it's almost like you almost have to um have tact to what you're saying you can't you exactly. you you know because just in general black folks in general most of us just flat tell you how we feel and keep it going and and depending on what it is really not give a fuck about your how your feelings and white folks don't function like that white folks function with cues white folks function with language body language shit like that like for me uh i i've come to the realization chris that corporate america was not made for black folks because uh-huh. most black folks that go into corporate America, unless you have somebody else that already know the white folks code and language and how they function, you have a very, very hard time. You'll come in telling people what you think and all of a sudden you're blunt. All of a sudden you're the problem. All of a sudden you're constantly going down to HR and you don't know why. That's because a lot of times they've given you little hidden clues that you missed. Like when uh, Julie slanted her eyes at you sideways, that meant something when so-and-so side that meant something you know when they use a certain language that but if you don't know you're going in like what the fuck wrong with them and they're going in like what the fuck wrong with you and because it's their culture they'll get you fired you want to know why you got fired yeah i mean i i just started to like kind of because i kind of just i'm at work and i have like the i've been at the same place for about eight years knock on wood and you know it's a blessing to have a gig but even at the same time it's that's not guaranteed a steady paycheck from a corporate america isn't always guaranteed just like being in in any type of show business or going into business for yourself and it's just like uh you kind of run into things where it's like um no i i'm i'm still a human and i still deserve respect just because correct you know and and i've and i've lately i've stood up for myself a lot more than i normally do like sometimes i let stuff slide and and sometimes I get these emails that are passive aggressive. Right. And I have to respond to that. And it sometimes it takes me like 20, 20, 25 minutes to actually put the words together because I'm right. thinking about it. Right. You know, and I've, and I've got my eyes, my eyes have been open a lot. And I think, I don't know, just being 35, turning 35 this year, my, I'm, I'm a little more woke than I was yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember I had a, um, incident with my very first job out of college and a guy sent me a really condescending mean email and i responded back with like a sarcastic kind of remark but one of those remarks where it could be taken not sarcastically and it could be taken sarcastically so um they were like yeah you can't you know you can't be writing emails like this blah 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 i was like 
well you know i didn't I, you know i just meant it the literal way not the sarcastic way and they're just like well still you know this person got offended or i got offended or whatever right so this was you know my first year at this company i i worked there for like another eight or maybe even 10 years mm-hmm. and um i remember i got to see my um my folder for my personnel file one time and it was because i had a different manager who was pretty cool with me and he was like man um this this manager brian he's a he must have been a dick and i was like why you say that he's like well there's a note from your personnel file about an email from like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. so you know that little bit of like standing up for myself was like checkmarked as problematic negro for the next 10 years of my career right who knows what all that shit you know how that affected my career path and this is a dude that was kind of he was a short white dude that was kind of um you know those overcompensating short guys yeah he was one of those guys and um he was like one of those people that he never would say anything to me in person right so he was just kind of a like a huge coward about the whole ordeal even when he was my manager he's kind of scared of me right but i never but i never gave him reason to be scared of me i'm not Mm -hmm. a person that's violent i'm not a person that is belligerent i don't go into the office cursing and acting wild but it was just kind of amazing how cavalierly he sidetracked my career because he got offended over a fucking email Mm -hmm. yeah right so i I had a damn not to be all too too officey but i had a meeting about uh two or three weeks ago about a month ago and it was it was me, this other woman that works like in tandem with me, but not really directly with me, mm-hmm. and and the two of our managers, and one of them she tried to say something about like one of my cases or my block of business, and I and I said, well, hold on, like you just talk about your stuff, and I'll talk about mine. Right. And I said, just focus on your stuff, like, and then that when it was my turn, and I I made a statement that that the both of the managers agreed with and she ain't been the same ever since right yeah she ain't been the same towards me because it's like this elitist attitude and it was like oh chris you spoke up mm-hmm. and and then uh you know she she ain't been the same and that was like thursday that was the same person trying to get in my business about something that my manager already approved of and then when i got that email i was like oh yeah i i do i do other stuff like I, you know, I knew that I do, you know, I'm a right. whatever, but it's like, oh yeah, there's this thing outside of work that, uh, that's more important to me, you know, that I can, right. you know, I can still do. Right. And I've gotten to, and I've came to the conclusion that for a lot of people, corporate America is their life. But when corporate America is not your life, the little ins and outs and tic-tac, it's shit that folks be stressed out about. I don't mm-hmm. need to worry about. It's, it's like, they be like, yeah, I'm like, mm-mm. It'll get done when it get done within the time. If they want anything extra, they better offer overtime because if not, I'm going home. I don't work for free, you know. So I'm really, really laid back about it. That's because this is not my life. Yeah, it's kind of funny though because, um, you know, I I think also the racial aspect of it is yep. is so prevalent and it's hard to uh you know to balance out, man. I you know I I talked to Justin about this and I think I, I might have talked about it. I talked about it with Chris from the Insanity Check when we did the um, Nerd Off, but I recently got into a situation with my friends, uh, my white friends, uh, on my e- on our email list where you know I got completely disrespected um, uh, over uh, you, you like basically put it this way: Lamar Odom uh, OD'd, 
and then somebody dropped this rant uh about how he was pathetic and you know all this shit and so i responded back like that's cold-blooded how do you know people on the email list don't have family who struggle with addiction issues or maybe even themselves you know and you're just throwing out this really like drug addiction pathetic he's weak he's you know all this shit and so then he like doubles down on it and so i'm like okay well for for the record um my uncle uh slash cousin you know black families uh he he, um like he od'd and you know he he had drug issues and he died early you know like it's it's serious to me like it's not like it's not a joke uh and i was like basically like you're being you're still being an asshole about it fuck you um and so then he was like fuck you uh you just uh want to stir shit up because and i had a cousin that had als and he died and of disease and that's a real death like there's some type of hierarchy of how the fuck people die or something um yeah. and i was like well you know people think addiction is a disease and mm-hmm. it's actually defined as a disease by the cdc so you know that like i don't know where all this vitriol is coming from but you know it's just, it's just not required in this situation um and then he's, he's like yeah i know your quote-unquote job like in quotes is to stir shit up and i'm like hold up you're the person like this dude that sat me down before told me how he respected me going into business for myself told me how you know uh what i was doing was so you know like kind of unprecedented and brave and different you know compared to the past that most people take all this shit and now he's you don't got a real job basically you're you know i'm saying like what you do is not respectable or whatever so and this is the part where i got petty and maybe this is uh over the line i actually it is over the line but i don't give a fuck anymore um so i was like oh i don't have a job okay cool i can just take the content this of this email your government name and you wouldn't have a job and your whole life will be fucked up in 24 hours and you know that was just like a warning shot and he hit me with the like oh i doubt that or something i was like oh okay so i cut i took a picture of the email but cut his name and shit out so that nobody would know who it was from and just posted it on my facebook page and my twitter for about uh, 40 minutes and then he was like uh yeah uh can you take that down man you're being a real asshole right now da 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 and i was like i'll take it down when you apologize you know and now the part that pissed me off is there's like 20 people on this list probably all of them white except for my man chris and they didn't say shit when he was insulting me when he was talking about my job he's talking about my fucking my dead uncle and shit but then now they were like man this is really a violation of the email list okay guys uh you just need to take that down and all this shit and i'm like fuck y'all y'all didn't say shit the whole time so don't say shit now right because i was mad and um i remember like when they went i was like apologize i'll take it down and i actually took it down before he apologized but he did apologize Mm -hmm. uh he apologized a couple times um but the point being the respect line was it was so easy to cross because i disagree with him you know what i'm saying like i stood up and was just like yo i disagree with this this is fucked up you shouldn't be saying shit like this i have family members that have gone through these problems and it was immediately like you don't got a real job you know what i'm saying like completely just like that and it's like that level of distrust is gonna always be there because you are one fucking disagreement away from go get my shine box you know what i mean just because you're black Mm -hmm. 
so and it it really didn't surprise me that they wrapped their arms around a white dude like come on guys it's time it's like what yeah it's uh then you just see people's true colors when when stuff like that comes out and i mean i've had family that had has addiction that struggle with it lost a, a cousin uh to it and and he was a nice guy. And immediately when I thought of Lamar Odom, I thought of my cousin. Like he just went down a wrong path. Right. And like it's like Lamar Odom. Everybody says the consensus. He's a nice dude. Yeah, he had uh, he had problems and shit yeah. from like real life that yeah. people haven't. Like people look at money like it insulates you, but money doesn't stop somebody from being a human being like it doesn't stop the demons that you have in your life from getting you if you're you know his father uh was a drug addict i believe uh i know he had a daughter die from sudden infant death to syndrome in the last couple years like uh his best friend od like people just but people just think well you have money therefore you should not have problems and then they let that empathy just slide you know and like i said once you go into this tailspin where now he's become emblematic of all the different kinds of addicts and shit it's like hold up man like what like where's the where's the empathy where's the humanity like i can't like i can't be friends with somebody like that so yeah but but the point being it was very interesting how quick it went from oh we disagree to you ain't got a real job uh you know all you do is stir shit up uh you're you know like that that type of like quick just a quick like wow that there was no in between on this you know um how did the um audition go by the way did you did you feel strong about it do you like it was it a part where it was like you knew it was gonna be all the brothers down there did, was it colorblind how'd that go it was uh it was basically i didn't have any lines so it just it would just react and it reminded me of like I was thinking about like just in being in grad school and theater school, you know, reacting to shit that's not there. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and she, so the first time I did it because I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just I'll just use the space. She's filming me on the camera, and she's like, uh, she said, uh, could you just stay in that place right there? Just stay in one place and react. And I was like, oh, okay. So I laughed, and she she did a couple takes, and then uh. I went to the movies and that was it. Uh. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good way to spend a a day off. It it just made me and and I said, oh, I guess I'm not going to work tomorrow. I'm going to go to this audition, you know. And uh, it it was it was something that like a couple years ago, uh, I got a chance to like I guess audition or interview to for I think I may have told you guys this before Mm -hmm. uh, the Katie Couric show to be her to be like a warm-up comedian or whatever and yeah. it didn't work out but that was another situation that was two years ago where it was like oh yeah you do this thing and uh this this the tps reports is shouldn't be your whole life and it what, was just like, and what like, like when now this part though was it like we need a black guy to do this or was it just like we just need a guy we just need a guy that's okay that, Okay. I, I was just uh, trying to see if it was like the Hollywood shuffle waiting room scene. Oh, not yet. Not <laughs> yet. I, I just want, you know what? You know what kind of fame I want? I want the fame. I want the Don Lemon fame to where I could almost cross over and decide, like I, where the decision has to be made. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to fucking do this? Or are you just going to stay on this route? Like I could, I could do like, 
I'm gonna I'm digging myself into a hole here, but I want to get to that position where like, oh, you got the chance to do this, or you could not. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Because if I see you in any articles doing that new black shit, man, I'm gonna disarm the fuck out of you. You should, and you should. Right? <laughs> uh, I will still be a silent donator to you. I'll be a si- more silent donator to your show because I, I have money to give. <laughs> but you, right know, now, you, you know, I uh, the, I mean, like uh, Chris, you kind of got started, uh, got a lot of support from uh, you know a lot of black podcasters and uh the, yeah. the black twitter and the black community and you're gonna be like i don't really see race and <laughs> i just really see support i like to think of myself as post-racial um yeah. getting these post-racial paychecks i wouldn't think like people would like if if some if i ever got some type of notoriety i think people would go back on my tweets and just see all of the all the 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 rants about black quarterbacks and they would they would know <laughs> i'd be a fraud oh yeah well you gotta you like i think you get it both ways though because on the podcast sometimes you refer to black twitter like you're not part of it and it's like i know it's like nigga you 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 part of the black twitter i know it's 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 definitely tongue-in-cheek i just don't agree with every it's like it's like if you if you belong to a religion right you're like uh like i don't believe everything i don't believe that outback steakhouse is bad (laughs) (laughs) right i I like outback steakhouse like uh I'm trying to think of something else that that that's kind of like that I just don't I just don't 100. I mean, agree. you probably agree with most of it. You probably don't really spend 200 dollars on dates. No, I'm, I haven't. I don't think right. I've ever. I so I would say you you're probably in the fold, man. Um, all right, let me do some intro shit for our show, right? Okay. okay. Well, wait, Karen, were you gonna say something? Yeah. Um, before you, well, I guess you could do the intro first. Never mind, do the intro. You first. sure? If you was about to ask him about his love life, because we do always ask him about it. <laughs> if you want to do that, you can go ahead. Chris, how, how's it? How's it dating, man? How's it going with the ladies? Well, uh, I'm not. I fall in love with a black girl on Twitter every 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, just I. There's just one. No, I'm not even going to say too much. Uh, I'm just going to say that there's there's people out there, but I'm not. I really can't focus on that. I can't focus on two hundred dollar dates, fifty dollar <laughs> dates, or seventy five. Well, I, well, what about just be eating up the booty like groceries? What about that? Ah! Can't you focus on something? You got to buy them groceries before you can. <laughs> but I don't think that that wouldn't be good if you did that. So even with the comedy stuff, man, because I always hear comedians being like, you know, when you're up on that stage, people like give you attention. And, you know, sometimes women might that might not actually approach you in other situations might approach you because you just got off stage and you're doing a good job. You don't like not even that isn't even happening or you just don't count those as I, real relationships. I've had that before, but I'm I'm just really like there's just so much going on right now that I'm not really focusing on the ladies like I should be. Mm. I should be, but I I'm just not right now. Mm. Maybe I'm, maybe you're asexual, man. Maybe you just don't care. No, it's not true. <laughs> he said I care a lot. <laughs> videos would beg to differ. Uh, I, I would just say I would just say that right now. Like I, I am, I'm focusing on me right now, mm. so I could actually be have something more, to have something to offer, you know. So mm. I'm just kind of like, ah, this is. I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to focus on me, trying to get my career, you know, to a point where it's like 
where it seems like it's been worth it uh well you first of all you do have something to offer man don't sell yourself short (laughs) (laughs) don't ever don't ever say that about yourself man you well you know what i mean like as far as just like uh stability yeah just yeah but stuff i mean i'm not saying stuff doesn't matter because stuff definitely matters but stuff is just stuff man you know if you're gonna get out here and um you know work hard like that like working hard being loyal being um trustworthy and shit is also part of um things to offer but i think people are at that point where they it's like well i don't have three cars or i don't have a house or i don't have like you just concentrate on what you don't have but it doesn't mean you're not a a a good partner and a lot of times i feel like uh, we're at that age where people feel like they should already have everything but uh part of a relationship is building shit together that's true you're you're absolutely right i mean i i i just i just think for me right now like i'm really trying to i really gotta set things in motion to be where i want to be just just to just like last week just kind of put things into even more perspective for me just trying to uh set things in motion so i can eventually leave the gig that i'm at and uh so it's just yeah. i mean i guess i guess it entails a lot of sacrifice and well i know society puts pressure especially on men to have shit yeah right. you know it's just like a lot of pressure to be like well you gotta have this or what do you bring into a relationship you ain't got this kind of job you ain't got you know and it's like a lot of uh pressure that we internalize and don't talk about but true you know i don't think we should let that stop us from getting out there despite what black twitter says right um, because yeah, you need you're to right have, you know yeah don't listen to them niggas because them the same niggas that will tell you that and will sure enough go and date the girl at the bojangles the popeyes and, and kfc and keep it pushing you know a lot of times people just try to pretend because most adults are very understanding about people's situations to where they go okay i understand you you ain't got the such such a job but it don't mean you're worthless yeah there's a person in a worse quote-unquote financial situation than you that's got you know that that's got a lot of you know attention so you can't can't let that that fault you bro oh yeah and i think it's just a lot of like uh own like own insecurity that i'm grappling with but i think i think for me uh it's just i mean that that that's what i've put to the forefront for a long time is just career Mm. and trying to and really i just really gotta just really gotta go hard y'all you know put things in place i understand man and uh that's you know that's what's up man i'm not you know and i see you still getting booked and uh yeah all kinds of dates at chris mm-hmm. so you know it's good that you are you know not just focused on your career but you know you're getting results from it as well um let's oh go ahead oh yeah it, it was just like this year has just been really eye-opening for me like I've i've seen things that i want like the the short term and the long term goal mm-hmm. and it's just trying to like attack those and at the same time like what's important for my craft is 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 that other side is to live a life worth commenting on and that'll that'll feed the the art the artistic pursuits too so it's just it's just the balance and uh that's that's kind of where I'm at right now this has just been a, a, a an interesting hard beautiful year rod and you've gotten some good guests on the podcast too 
Yeah, you know, I I really um this year has been good with in with the podcast too. Just I've just been having fun uh talking to people and and just trying to expand more. It's easier in this in my uh social uh what the hell do you say? My colleagues, it's easy to get them to, to sit down and talk, but I just wanted to reach out to try to reach out to different people and well, the and, Greg, the Greg Howard interview is great. Uh, you had An- Andrew Schwartz been on. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, um, uh, what was the rapper's name? Uh, why am I drawing Sky a blank? Zoo. Sky Zoo was on. Yeah. Like Fonte, obviously. Like, um, you, yeah, you had some big gets, man. Like, uh, pretty dope, man. I was on. That was a good yeah, episode. Of course. Yeah. It took, it took a while to get you to book you, but yeah. It's all good, man. That was fun. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, check out his show, guys. Um, speaking of shows, uh, this is the Blackout Tips. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us five star reviews. We'll read them on the show if they're good and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is triple sponsored. First of all, this episode is brought to you by Bevel. The first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. Go check out getbevel.com today and use code TBGWT and you can get 20% off of your first month at getbevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com. Uh, also, it is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. It's Halloween time. Mm-hmm. Not only does this mark the beginning of the junk food holidays, it's also an opportunity for you to get the crap scared out of you by creepy audio plays. Mm-hmm. They've got the scary out. Aud- what? No, you can't say that, can you? <laughs> what? Are you serious? We're in the middle of selling something. <laughs> we got we got the scary audio play album, All Your Nightmares, ready for you on iTunes. Check us out. Uh, all your nightmares on iTunes. Just uh, search it out, and uh, you can search. You can also search for Jenna Simon, J E N J E N N A Simon, or John Fouts, F O U T Z. And if you're if you really want to pick them up, leave them a review on iTunes, five stars, of course, and let them know that you liked it, man. Um, the, the cover for that is really scary. It is scary. Karen's a Karen's a little punk. That's why she was saying she was scared to listen to it, but some of us like to be scared yeah, yes you do yes yeah, yes yes and you can enjoy the product i'm pretty sure if you are into that and that's your thing have a ball and uh we have a sexy sponsor let's get that uh actually i feel like i played that one before let's do this all right let me ask you guys a quick question are you getting enough i bet you love to get more right well adamandeve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts first they give you a sexy little surprise for her secondly a specially selected toy for him and third a little something that you both can enjoy plus you'll get six full length adult movies Mm -hmm. on dvd even and number 10, free shipping on your entire order. So what do you have to do to get your 10 free gifts? It's not hard. Go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, sex piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code TBGWT at checkout and you can get 10 free gifts. Go check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item, get 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Will you enter offer code TBGWT? That's TBGWT at adamandeve.com. 
play me out internet oh so good so good yes um, did you watch their uh that tiny desk yeah of course you? i did of course i did okay they dropped my that under control you know i love that uh karen what were you gonna say no what what they drop in it's called tiny desk it's uh npr has a uh a foreign exchange did it too uh npr basically has a thing where they invite you to perform a group to perform live in their office I'll and they just perform neat. a few songs it's wow. pretty dope i bet you that's neat yeah i watched that i watched that uh of course donald glover covered that uh tamia i believe it was yeah yeah so into you that was good so there's, yeah. a, there's another good one uh named uh leanne lahavis she mm-hmm. did one a couple weeks ago and that's a really good one too yeah i've been trying to listen to a lot of stuff you know what i like man i didn't think i would but uh i actually like it a lot and um uh I like Fetty Wap's album. Okay, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, I man. Heard of it. I haven't heard it. Yeah, I assumed I wouldn't. Yeah, me too. Because of the people that do like Fetty Wap, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. there's no fucking way I agree with those people on anything. Mm-mm. And then um, I listened to it, and I was like, oh, this is fun. You know, like, sometimes you just need a fun album, man. Oh, yeah. So. I, I haven't heard his. Um, I really like this kid, Rory. Uh, yes! I've been listening to him for, like, a month and a half two months now now i heard he had the ep that came out last year indigo child but his album came out yeah a couple days ago mm-hmm. oh the uh, album uh, okay okay it's fucking, it's fucking incredible like he's he's got a he's got a big sound and he's kind of got the obviously he's got the andre 3000 vibe but i mean he's 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 really good like sonically it, it, he's ter- he's terrific yeah i've been listening to indigo child for a few months a couple months now because uh shout out to um title because title does this thing where they like recommend up-and-coming artists mm-hmm. and uh that thing is money man like that's how i found the internet as well like they just yeah. kind of like hey check out you might like ego death um so yeah man i you know i, I have been listening to that and i also been listening to bryson tiller trap soul which uh is kind of a fun album man you know like low fare kind of but also fun um all right <clears throat> karen what are you gonna say yes uh before we move on something i want to kind of talk about an interesting uh conversation that came when you was talking about the things with your white friends oh yeah was that uh roger had went on twitter and he started kind of sharing his experience and with him sharing his experience i was just shocked and amazed because i think this is something that black people in general don't talk to other black people about like nobody ever really i'm just maybe just me don't really sit down and talk to you about this about being the black friend and what happens when you're the black friend and how to respond being the black friend and how you know a lot of people would come in and telling Roderick a lot of people that they could relate they've been through the yeah i was shocked at the response because this is like two in the morning when i was talking about this shit and um it was it was a shocking response to be honest because i kind of was just like yeah man i don't know if i feel like i've outgrown the box that my white friends had for me you mm-hmm. know what i mean not, not that i ever felt i belonged in a box or anything but in their minds i think we and i think people do this in general you compartmentalize people where you're like 
well this person is a woman and i expect these things this person is white and i expect these things this person is this and i you know and i I think it's kind of subconscious that we do it i don't think it's like a willful act but you know i realized with that um like over the past couple years i've been you know vocal on a bunch of shit which i've always been but i think um like their idea of kind of being able to dismiss me has gone away you know and it used to be a time where you could just be like yeah rod's the one black dude on the list so of course he's liberal or of course he's um whatever you know and i think as i've grown up with these guys because i probably known them going on 12 13 years but before that i didn't have any white friends so i think grow like as i have i've watched them kind of grow into middle-aged white men they become conservative like mm-hmm. these are guys that i watch drink drug and fuck you know these are guys right. that you know uh i hung out with because it was fun and we would have a good time and they didn't seem to fucking judgy and shit but now they're you know getting older they're having kids they're buying houses they're mm-hmm. getting further in their careers and i think the social pressures of whiteness which aren't really talked about very much correct position white males specifically to be more towards the conservative side of shit like okay you're this age time to get a pickup truck you know what i mean time to start fucking drinking beers at home with your family and going to lowe's every weekend and working on a project for your house and when you go out you're gonna talk about your 401k and fucking what uh what yard work you're doing and you know and while that's you know that's all a valid existence and shit but it's also kind of leaked over into their like politics and shit so now it's like every time someone brings up like something political on the list it's gonna be like surprise surprise uh obama's the worst and republicans are the got it figured out you know if right. uh like i like it like i could like i remember this year i said basically like it was after one of the uh one of the crazy things donald trump said being like yo i can't believe this dude's leading the republican polls i i felt like we could all agree that that's crazy you know what i mean and i was like we just can't have this guy's president like if i had to order it it'd probably be like huckabee santorum and then probably trump as people i'm just like fuck no right um and then and now of course ben carson uh who went crazier after i said this but he you know these like these guys are like well anybody but hillary and i remember being like but she's an actual politician compared to this right right and they were like yeah well we need somebody from outside the system blah blah i was like wait six years ago y'all said that was the reason y'all wouldn't vote for obama was because he was outside the system and didn't truly understand everything that was going on and blah 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 where was his experience even though he had some experience at the time they still were like fuck that he's a nobody he's just a celebrity and shit and i was like this dude is literally a celebrity he ran celebrity apprentice like mm-hmm. you know and it was kind of like that that was one of those moments where i just was kind of like man this has been a long pattern of building up towards shit like this when trayvon martin was killed i remember uh having to leave the list for a bit because i understood that to them this is an academic thing but for me it's it's a very real reality like this like if i get killed that this is exactly how people are going to talk about me if i get killed by the police they're gonna mm-hmm. you know right. oh he he had this on his twitter account and one time he took a picture in some in a in a hoodie and he you know like it's gonna be 
perusing through my life and telling people how i'm just a not you know i'm just a, a person that deserved to be killed and to them they can have the distance from it because they have the privilege of not being able to worry about that shit and i didn't tell them like you guys need to change i just was like uh oh, just take me off the list because you guys will never understand um uh, which is sad or to say want, or do they want to understand i don't well no this is what i'm saying like for example i would go like yo man this george zimmerman guy is a piece of shit man i i don't understand how anyone's defending this and then it's like well i mean he wasn't supposed to get out the car but i mean we don't know that he didn't get attacked and da da da. i'm like but the police said don't get out the car and he did anyway and you know this guy sounds to me like the guy's a chicken shit pulled a gun stalked the kid killed an innocent kid who was supposed to be in that neighborhood well he was stopping looking at houses and he had a hoodie on well that's according to the guy who killed him right one. but then two those aren't that wouldn't even have been illegal that's not even you know, like he's headed back to his house he's just getting so like we're having this quote-unquote debate but for me i'm actually getting angry for yeah. for them it's not an emotional attachment to it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day when george zimmerman is proven to be a piece of shit and i bring it up it's just kind of like ignored like i've never gotten an apology about that i've never gotten a whoa i guess i was wrong that guy is a piece of shit like even now like if i brought up wow like uh so george zimmerman just posted an image of trayvon martin dead on his twitter account and said you come at me i'm gonna fuck you up or something and they would i would get silenced and i think that's a lack of respect you know what i mean i feel like and it's also a lack of it's it's also because they have a certain amount of privilege where they can opt out of that conversation Mm -hmm. like right like when it was antagonizing me it was cool right and they feel like uh and i think uh, they feel like i was trolling all the time like i'm not trolling that's my opinion and it's a very valid opinion but to them it's like oh talking about race trolling you know what i mean so I, i i think a lot of that adds up and even and i think the more offensive part was even my well-meaning white friends are silent on shit like this and that was the part that so many people related to on twitter it wasn't the because we already know people that are racist or problematic or Mm -hmm. have antagonizing opinions like everybody knows those people like they're on your facebook feed but i don't have the intimate relationship with them that my other friends have that and it's like this bond of whiteness like right yeah this guy might say racist shit on his facebook page or he might say fucked up shit uh but that is not directly about me so if he has a problem with mexicans and he wants to talk shit about them i'm not mexican so i'm okay with it and while he's not my friend as you know me rod he's not my friend on facebook and i don't go down his house and i don't kick it with him my other friends do and i think that tolerance of his views is kind of a tacit agreement that they accept it you know it's uh and 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 i think for them i'm a polar opposite but equally like in their minds i'm equal and opposite to him like oh well we tolerate your shit too so we tolerate you thinking black lives matter we tolerate you thinking that shit shit is racist to say certain shit about people uh we tolerate your views on marriage equality and i don't know just like that exchange about you know my uncle and about uh um the entire thing just kind of made me feel like oh i'm not valued here you know what i mean and then like the other thing was that night like we normally go out right every week uh 
so then the next the day we were supposed to go out nothing i ain't get no crickets no emails no no nothing no no text uh i'm assuming they still went out but they were just kind of like oh let's just take him off the, off list, the list for a while right. let's just you know we'll come back next week and we'll invite right. him and it'll be okay mm, then nope. but let's just let this calm down no say that again chris wouldn't fuck with him no more that yeah. was yeah that was right. exactly what that was exactly my reaction to it i don't even think they realized how they don't realize that even with me being like you know what i do regret putting that shit out there um on twitter and facebook and shit because i do regret it but i regret it more in a way like i regret that i was that angry not that Mm -hmm. i don't regret that because i still feel like i proved my fucking point and that shit won't ever happen again but there's a part of me that's just like yo i regret i let somebody get it to me to make me that upset right right but even with that i was never thinking like and then we'll just like you guys won't like talk to me as a collective for a while and then we'll get over it on some high school shit but this isn't the first time that's happened like Mm -mm. like i said i started thinking about the whole time that i've been friends with these people and it's always been a little bit of a toxic environment you know they used to be friends with a dude that was straight up racist like and i called him out on it because you know i'm i'm just not that i'm not the black friend who goes hey guys if you guys want to say the n-word it's cool like i'm not that guy i'm the opposite of that guy i'm the guy that's like what you mean by thug you know i'm that guy so um this one dude you know he used to drop the like talk about the nba and he'd be like yeah you know these thugs out there fighting and i'm like hold up don't you like hockey Come on, yeah. like you know like don't you sell houses too because he was a real estate person like don't you sell houses to nba players are they thugs too like you know and so i called him out on that shit and people thought it was like a kind of a running joke like oh rod thinks that dude's racist i'm like nah i do think he's racist it might be funny because i'm a funny person but i'm not joking about him being racist so they go out with him and like whenever they go out with him i don't come out right because i'm just like i don't want to be around that dude so they yeah. go out with him one weekend and uh he gets into it with somebody at a, at a bar and uh it was a black person who got into it and he called her a nigger bitch or something like that oh right i wasn't there which you can probably obviously tell uh and they were like and so they tell me this story one time it like kind of hush hush for a couple weeks and they tell me the story or i overhear the story or something i'm like what the fuck like y'all were cool with that and it was like well police came they almost arrested the girl then we told them or people told him that it was him that started and then he talked shit to the cops and the cops was black and he said racist shit to them and i was like i told y'all motherfuckers that dude was racist and even in that moment a couple people were like well you know he was drunk and you know it was and i was just like oh y'all like this is actually part of your world that you've accepted like my friends just gonna be racist but i don't want to think about it i don't want to talk about it which kind of invalidates my existence right so we've had like i said we had issues in the past before but it's part of a pattern and it's very slow and it grew to a point where i was like oh this is actually a toxic environment for me like now every time i'm interacting with y'all i'm 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 the guy who's out on a limb and what happens is because of the social pressures of whiteness the guys who agree with me always come to me individually they always come to me like either in person or you know like a message privately or text or something where the other guys can't see so they can be like man isn't it fucked up what they said today that's like yo you're on the email thread too you're at the you know you come to eat with us too you can say this in front of them 
but somehow the pattern is people fuck up then they just slide through on some like rod man you're not crazy it's that dude is a piece of shit and it's like wow you really couldn't have said that to everybody you need that to be a thing where i see you're quote unquote one of the cool ones but not everybody else does and that's not friendship you know they they pull something like this on one of my friends asian guy y'all guys people that listen to the show know they pull something like this on him with the same guy the same guy that did the you don't have a real job shit um and i was on the thread like on the email like fuck that like like you can't call him out like you started some shit you were wrong and now you're coming for my man and that's not gonna happen and you know it got to the point where dude was like if i see you tonight i'm gonna fight you and shit and i was like then you're gonna be fighting both of us like it's just like you can't bully somebody on the list just because you know uh they're you know because you don't like their opinion and shit um you're not gonna be able to fight them in in public and they're right like they're not even wrong they're absolutely right you were over the line you insulted this person when they said something back you want to act like it's fighting words well then fuck it let's 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 fight you know and i could never see anybody else doing that in that situation they would just be like let me be quiet and not say shit and i just i don't think i can be friends with somebody like that right and and i guess for me i've just been kind of on the backside, you know, looking in and the thing about the quote unquote black friend, when you ask white people, and this is why a lot of white people don't understand why black people get offended when you say I have white friends, because we go, okay, if you have a white friend, have they met your family? Have they met your friends? Have they met your grandma? Do you friend them on Facebook? Do you follow them on any social media? Have you went out to eat with them? Have y'all had any real conversations about race and religion? If not, that is not your friend. And I guarantee- Or even, you know what though, Karen? I've had conversations with them, but one of the things I noticed is they don't take what I say in. Right. It's almost like entertainment because I'll have to start over at the same spot with them every time. Like we've had this conversation about minimum wage and wage equality for years at this point. Every single time it starts at the same point. They bring up the same things. I refute it the same way. And at the end, I pretty much just exhaust their hypocrisy because it's, you know what I mean? Cause it's, most of the time it's hypocritical. And then I also bring up the racial aspect of this It's like, in most people's mind they consider they think of people that work at mcdonald's and they think of people with low skill quote-unquote jobs as black and they think of that as pathologically lesser than Mm -hmm. and they think that those people don't deserve wages which goes all the way back to fucking slavery you know so it's like you you know you like you think these people don't work hard and they're lazy but i guarantee you a 35 hour week at mcdonald's is way fucking harder than you sitting behind your cubicle like it's mm-hmm. just because i've done both you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like i know for a fact that i would much rather be doing what i'm what i'm doing now but i have a certain amount of privilege where i could go to college i have a certain amount of privilege where i have people that could help me pay my bills i have roof over my head some people don't have that mm-hmm. even when mcdonald's leaked out their um their uh what do you call it their uh budget for their employees and how they were to make a living on mcdonald's wages part of the budget was to have a second job right you know like like so so we're talking about people that work two and three jobs to make ends meet and calling them lazy tell me what's not pathologically racist about that it's not like there's no like like just because society has kissed your ass as a middle-class white person 
to make you think that you're the salt of the earth and the best type of person and the only hardworking industrious person and everybody else is a leech and the only people that deserve money are the rich people and you like you bought into that but being black in america my experience is more likely to intertwine with people in poverty people on government assistance and people that are middle class and people that might have some money so i get all these like the entire diaspora and it's not people that are like like the people i've that have been on government assistance have been in my family and i've watched them get off of it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i've seen generational progress build just in my lifetime you know so but they don't have that necessarily same experience and if they do have the same experience instead of going wow it must be even fucking worse when people are racist against you they go well hey i my parents were poor so that makes me the same as i i mean that means i understand completely what it's like to be black and poor no so that like it's that kind of shit that i think uh like i said i've had these conversations it's not even about the conversations or not but it's the results of the conversations that keep me from being like i want this person to come down my house right right because it's one of things where it's the conversation is on repeat which means when we initially have the conversation there was no open-minded you weren't open-minded you weren't open to receive you just wanted to go through the motions with me and because going through the motions does not result in a change right that becomes the problem that's why i say these quote unquote black friends you have are not your friends and if you ask these black people they'll go no they're not my friends they're my associates or my acquaintances and are just around them because a lot of times they're quote unquote black friends just let them say whatever the fuck they want to say and everything's happy or either the black friend will disappear and you'll be like well where's so-and-so don't nobody know what the fuck happened to them because they got tired of your shit it's toxic and it's an academic experience for them that's why i said we can have the same conversation a hundred times even with them being proven wrong they never accept that they're wrong because it's like that privilege of whiteness won't allow them to be like oh this black dude actually proved my argument wrong my emotional argument that people that uh people are lazy if they don't get certain results out of life like like they proved that wrong i can't accept that though so let's have the conversation for the 50th time you know and it's like i said it was a slow realization for me where it's just like this is this was just one of those moments where i felt like the end of sixth sense where i was just like oh wait a minute these white people have always been dead and then that was kind of the end for me and so yeah and i don't know how we would fix that you know what i mean like i've I've thought about it for a while and it's been you know going on four or five days now still like i don't know what like i I don't think i'm i can get over this and i think the ease with which they can get over it by not confronting it and not even speaking about what happened is the problem like you know i've already gotten a couple emails like making jokes about you know fancy football and shit from them and this is after that wing night that i'm sure they went to without me and email list they took me off and i'm still like yeah, yeah. i don't give a fuck yeah you it'd have been crickets for me like yeah I'm just, like i didn't say shit because right. i was just like i like i it's not casual to me like mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't something where i could just be like oh hey guys i'm glad you guys hit me up like i'm just like well what the fuck you know like we're not gonna talk about it then we're not gonna talk at all right <laughs> all right um that was that was light uh let's get to uh let's get to something that i know chris is near and dear to his heart and 85 percent of our listeners last week it was near and dear to their hearts as well because we talked a little sports i thought we would talk about some black quarterbacks today chris oh don't get me turned up rod i thought we would talk about <laughs> 
a little segment i like to call the black quarterback forecast with chris lambert let me play the theme song the blackness, blackness. Keep, keep on That's right. It's time to talk about the forecast for the black quarterbacks this week. I don't know how long this segment will be because not a lot of them. All right. <laughs> Let me go down these matchups and look for the first black quarterback matchup that I see in okay, the black I news. Say, do I need to pull mine up too? No, nah, I got okay. this. This will be really simple and I don't think it'll be long. Let's see. Bengals don't have a black quarterback. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Now, this is a double bonus black quarterback <laughs> situation spectacular tyrod taylor who has been the surprise of fantasy and regular ass football because <laughs> he was a running quarterback in college and i'm pretty sure most of us wrote him off as a victim of the system but uh he's managed to get the bills to a three and two record and he's done so about well uh let's just say um he's taking the path that least taken it's not it's not putting up a lot of big yards okay guys he's not he's uh typically have like i think his last game had 100 yards passing so it's, it's, it's not like a, a huge total of yards but he's winning and sammy watkins is pissed sammy watkins is hating <laughs> like shit what do you think about sammy watkins hating on the black man at quarterback i think is that is that line pretty shitty? How's uh, that line? It's all no, it's actually okay. I mean, they run the ball well. Um the problem for Sammy Watkins is that nigga been hurt. And like I don't yeah. understand how he can really have an opinion. They played five games, three of them he's played in, and I wanna say in two of them he got hurt or something like that. He had he only had one game with Tyrod Taylor where Tyrod was like, Yeah, I'm not I can't get you the ball. But the rest of the games, he was hurt. So, like, what the fuck, man? What? Yeah. Why are you I bringing he, it down? I think he was complaining last year, just listening to people talk about it. I think mm-hmm. last year he started complaining, and then this year just got he, – he complained a little more. But, I mean, E.J. Manuel is supposed to be starting, and uh, that's – I don't know how good that's going to go for him. Okay. But, uh, so that's the double – yeah, that's why I said the double black – double blackness on this one. So Tyrod Taylor might not play because he has a sprained MCL. You know, he has a knee, as uh, Mike Felder would say. (laughs) And uh, that means we might see the return of stereotypically um, or actually anti-stereotypical EJ Manuel, black quarterback who can't run. Yeah. Yeah, I I was trying to, speaking of Felder, I was trying to, (laughs) I was trying to uh, like, like speak my case for ej manual and and felder was like chris he just he sucks yeah he just he just sucks i'm not an ej manual fan either but i am a black quarterback fan man what are you looking forward to buffalo bill cincinnati you think you think ej manual can step up i hope so i hope he he uh realizes now maybe he's he's been awakened by being benched that maybe he's, he's got something to prove and maybe he shows that this week against uh 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 Bengals team that are they undefeated still? Yeah. 
maybe he gives them some trouble and maybe uh mario williams helps him out on the other end i say know? i say throw it to sammy watkins every time that's the best yeah. way to get that's the best way to get in his good graces uh right. let's see bears play the lines no black quarterbacks there uh denver broncos play cleveland browns no black quarterbacks there although johnny manziel yeah he's been in trouble so i mean he he's uh i call him the shia labeouf of the nfl because <laughs> oh lord because like i like i and and a lot of people you know there's good reason to not like shia labeouf but i will i'm gonna stick with him even though he was rapping uh, he stole somebody's raps and uh, last summer or something, and he was rapping them like he, like they were his own. But uh, Johnny, you know, he got pulled over. What, he got pulled over Monday. Mm-hmm. He was well, argu- he was arguing with his girl, girl on the, the side, side of the road. road. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I won't say it was Saturday actually, and uh, they uh, or Friday maybe. And uh, the they cop- said it came out. It came out Friday, but I think oh, week, okay. earlier in the week it happened. And uh, him and his girl was arguing. They pulled over to the side of the road. Uh, she had a bruise on her arm. And they said because she was trying to get out the car while the car was moving mm. on the highway. And Johnny had had two drinks. And she was uh, inebriated. So, so he did So he did drink? Because I heard he wasn't drinking that night. So he was drinking? They said he had two drinks. Shit. Yeah. So I, well, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm, so, I'm hoping for the best. I'm, ho- I'm I'm rooting for him, man. I hope he gets it together. Yeah, so much for that uh, rehab shit. Yeah. Um, so all right, well, uh, uh, that so that's an honorary black quarterback, but he's on the bench right now. Oh, I guess he is. Dolphins, yep. Tennessee Titans, no blackness in this one. Uh oh, Minnesota Vikings. No, the Titans have Mariota. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs, Minnesota Vikings, man. What are you looking forward to from Teddy Bridgewater, and have you given up on him yet? I've never given up on him. I think he needs to just – he's just starting to play with Adrian Peterson. Uh, They've got Mike – he's got Mike Wallace. He's got a a target that can – that can – is a deep threat. So I'm hoping hoping that he just keeps evolving into a solid – QB, you know that's. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can hope for. I got. I can't lie, man. I'm. I'm kind of giving up on Teddy. I need him to. I don't understand how you can have Adrian Peterson on your team. That means the defense puts 37 people in the box, and you don't have fucking 400 yards every day. Like it's like I like that's nothing but one on one matchups on the edge for this dude every single game, and he be coming out of games with like. 115 yards 200 yards 175 yards like why don't you just have fucking 300 yard days every every week did you see that run adrian peterson had about two or three weeks ago oh yeah oh oh i made him my number one pick in both the fantasy leagues i had the number one pick took him no questions asked the anger he has to have from from not playing not from not playing from not ha- not being able to beat his kids oh like that like for the, <laughs> for the for the last like year he hasn't been able to put a hand on his kids you know they probably call him adrian now like you know they don't do shit he says and now like dance around him and shit he gets to take all that repressed rage out on the field every uh, week he's dumping like, the hell no, out I'm that not- field picking up my legos adrian right and he's just like oh wait till i run into a defensive back this week this like the way the way that he ran on that play is just you know that he really beat the shit out of his kid yes (laughs) oh my god like it was just so 
I was like, oh my god. I don't even think he can help it. Hey, Chris, I, I bet you after he finished a play or something like that, he probably run into him and be like, pick up your damn Legos, boy! What, right. What, 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 right. What, yeah. what, 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 His touchdown celebrations is all him yelling at kids. <laughs> yes! Like, he get a touchdown and he be like, now go turn off that Nintendo! I know. Uh, um, I said go to bed, boy! T- Teddy Bridgewater's passing yards this season. 231, 153, 121, 269. So I need more of those 269s, dog. I, who else does he have other than Wallace on the on the other Charles Johnson? He has uh that tight end um uh that's pretty good. It's like Jerry. Doesn't have Jennings anymore, does he? Nah, nah. Know? Greg Jennings done. He was washed up when he got there. But anyway, I'm hopeful for him, but I'm kind of distancing myself from my black quarterback agenda with him because I can't afford to be hurt anymore. He's just kind of bland. It's just because he's kind of bland, like most quarterbacks are now. You yeah. can't really have show your personality. So you just kind of have to be a robot, but he just seems like a a chill dude, you know. Gotta get them stats up, man. Washington yeah. Redskins, New York Jets. The black quarterbacks in here are both on the bench. Uh, uh, I really don't give a shit. I hope right. the Redskins lose. Uh, I thought, you know, did you read that piece that uh, what's his name Steinberg did on Washington Post? Yeah, where he interviewed Bomani Jones, friend of the it show. It was like, why? Why do you need Bomani? Why? I don't think Bomani, quote unquote, had to defend himself, but right. it's like, why was there even an article about it? It's, he's just a guy with an opinion. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get all the hype with. You, uh, I, I'll tell you why there's an article about it. Because Steinberg himself doesn't want to get into the racial aspect of it, so you need somebody who's willing to talk about race and not scared and bows that guy. So he okay. was able to inject, interject race into it and go to the source, you know, rather than which, which I kind of prefer because I hate when people bastardize what bo's saying which if yeah. you read the comments on that article you can see exactly what i'm talking about where people just oh he just wants rg3 to start and you're like he never said that he actually said he doesn't want him to start colt mccoy needs to play bo right. even said he rg3 don't need to play this year he need to go yeah. somewhere else. need to go somewhere else man it's the only solution really for both yeah. for every all parties involved but the point being uh yeah he he got he did that because bo will talk about race and most people won't uh well, funny it's funny when like the the bow's response to the first question and then he just brought up black quarterback and then steinberg was like whoa yeah it's already he was like, <laughs> i was i was hoping to ease into that You're like nah dog let's just talk about it get it over that's with. why i'm here yeah like, so uh <laughs> but yeah that both of the black quarterbacks in this matchup are on the bench yeah. uh and if i had to pick who i want to lose worse because now you know i got a root for my black qb yeah. Uh, I want Washington to lose. Not- all, I want. The, I wish they could go winless the whole year. Yeah, seriously, man. Kirk Cousins is terrible. Uh, and uh, by the way, was anything sweeter than the way Kirk Cousins lost last week? What did he do? I forget. He threw. A, he-, he threw a pick six in overtime. Yes, I did see that. I was yeah. like, "Yep, that's what he do." Mm-hmm. Regressing to that mean. Yes, uh, that statue. The Cardinals play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Vick. You know. uh I, I'm excited. I hope that Mike Vick, uh, uses, uh, what, what's the guy? Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of complaining. I just saw a flash on TV well, where. Yeah, Mike don't, Mike, he hasn't had a 50 yard game with Mike, I don't think yet. And yeah. he's was the leading receiver in yards going into that, I believe, behind Julio Jones, maybe. So. And he can still get the ball in, down the field, so. Well, that, I'm gonna tell you something, man. Mike Vick is one of those black quarterbacks that it's like, 
how people feel when somebody has broken their heart and they're like i'm not dating him again mm-hmm. i that's how i feel with mike vick i'm not, i refuse to date him but when he ran for 25 yards in that scramble in the fourth quarter against uh it I, my heart started fluttering again man mm-hmm. and for like for like two minutes i was a full out mike vick pittsburgh Steelers fan for two minutes i was like come on you like you can do this you know what i mean like i was Aaron, in my, yes i was in my house like like I, the whole game i was trying not to let myself care because he's just one of those people where i'm like you know he's just a tragic figure and you know he just always has bad shit happen to him and you know the second you start rooting for him he gets injured or whatever and you know of course the shit about the dogs and whatnot but this joint i was just like like black quarterbacks man i couldn't help myself i rooted for that dude i can't turn it off they're actually espn is is on and i got it on mute and they're showing him walking down the field walking into the arena 60 and 51 in uh, 112 was that 112 starts yeah people don't understand how electric he was when he was like it's like it's just i'll never not be able to think of that and when he made that 25 yard scramble that was all i was thinking about although back in the past of course young mike vick just takes that to the house mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but it's, it's amazing at what 35 36 that he he made that play and he put his team in the position to win and that's really all that that you can ask for for him at the stage at the stage he's he's currently in in his career yeah and he made a couple good passes on that drop anyway yeah but uh yeah i'll probably end up uh rooting for mike vick and down the stretch of his close um can't help myself um let's see jaguars texas nobody black oh nigga no panthers seahawks mm-hmm. yeah you, you know this isn't that hard man i i i thought i was concerned about this when i first saw it and but before but earlier this morning i saw that russell wilson did a, a bose commercial with macklemore and I said, "Let's go Panthers," because yeah, yeah like, that's good. If that was Cam, if that was Woo-hoo! Cam Newton, if that was Cam Newton, it would be uh, Big Crit or Kendrick Lamar. Now and, I'm a little worried about this matchup because the Seahawks are at home, and I don't know if the Panthers have ever beaten the Seahawks, but it's I, so hard to beat them at home. I don't think they have. No, no. They no, I don't think they have. I need to go back and tell. I don't think they yeah, have. I think they lost to them in and, the playoffs. They may have beaten them in preseason, but that shit don't count. Right. That and the fact that uh, a fire alarm was pulled in the Panthers' uh, hotel last night. Oh, I damn. see y'all, Seattle. Oh, here we go. I had them waking up in the middle of the night. And the Seahawks need this win even worse than the Panthers because they're two and three, so they got to get to five hundred at some point. And uh, the Panthers mm-hmm. would only be four and one. I, and I, I don't I know, see, man. I feel I like mm-hmm. they had them I'll, groupies pull that fire alarm. I see what's happening. I, I'll be rooting for Carolina, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Seahawks won this. Is all I'm saying. I'm rooting for Carolina too, but just as far like it's cut and dry. Who we're rooting for is obviously Cam, right? But because Russell's already got one, and you know I don't feel I. Why well, it felt I was really hurt earlier this year when they lost, but after I saw that commercial, that put me over the edge. And then mm-hmm. Cam Newton. This just only speaks to this team being four and zero. Only speaks to how good of a leader he is. I mean, we always question black. It, it just black quarterbacks' leadership always seem to get questioned, and I think he's. It's got to be. It's undeniable. You guys live down there, and you see every week what he has on that yeah. team. 
and it's really nothing. nothing. And you know, Cam used to date Ciara. Mm-hmm. I know. So I've, I like now I'm leaning towards Russell's gonna win this because now I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it. Russell might, Russell might come out and want to prove a point that he's a better man the way that he does the future every single day that he's in his son's life. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers play the Packers. No blackness. Uh, Ravens 49ers. Oh, I'm off Kaepernick. I've been off him for a while. Yeah. Ever it, since he did the, yeah, ever since he, he did, did the, the Superman, Superman celebration yep. in Charlotte he been on my against list. Cam Newton, uh, I've decided that he broke the black on black quarterback crime Ooh. code. Oh, and, wow. I can uh, dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. I, that, that was a huge mistake and nothing good has happened to him since that moment. And I continue to uh, hate on that man, uh, and I have no no problems hating on him. Sorry. Now, now let me ask you this. Now, I, I understand where you're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. What? If, how do you feel? How do you guys feel about the Clay Matthews saying that? What did Clay Matthews say? You're not. You're not Russell Wilson. Wilson. Would that now? If that was in, would they? Did they say that? Would that be like all over social media if he was white? Probably. I don't know. I think so. I don't know, man. I don't care for Kaepernick anymore, so I didn't even take up the baton for that. I just like I was just like, you aren't Russell Wilson. That's a good point, Clay. And then I just walked ah, away. Tried it on. Yeah, I'm like Bat- I'm like Batman at the end of Batman Begins. You know, he's like, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you. It just flies off unless that dude died. That's how I feel about uh, about Kaepernick. I, you know, I part I can't. I don't want to give up on him so fast. Just in that regard, I just feel like. And just going back to when we were talking about work, when when uh, Geno Smith got hit, uh, got his jaw broke, I was in a meeting at work, and it just came up on Twitter, and I was like, oh, my God. And I, it was, I was the only black person, and it was the co-worker. My boss was there, and somebody just said, oh, he's – I mean, he sucks. Oh. Like, and I was just – you know, I got – you know, talking about a black quarterback, like, mm-hmm. you know, I almost turned into the Incredible Hulk, you know. And I, and I, was like, <laughs> and I, was, I was like, yo, I was like, he doesn't have anybody. He doesn't have anybody on his team. He may not be great, but he doesn't deserve to get hit in the face. You don't hit the money. You right. don't. You don't hit the money. Like right. I, I don't that, Like you made an yeah. excellent point about that. It's not even about whether or not Geno's good. To be quite honest, I've never heard a white quarterback got his jaw broken in the locker room before. Yeah, nobody does that to Matthew Stafford. Yeah, you just don't hit the money. It's not even mm-hmm. about, yeah, at this point it's a respect thing where it's not even about he didn't give me my money for this, da, da, da. You just don't do that. It's just, yeah. there's a level of respect. Now, could, now, do we, I don't know for sure that this guy didn't hit him because I don't think he consciously thought he's black, I can hit him. Yeah. But I do think that he was like, uh, fuck, who is this guy to tell me, blah, blah, blah. And he would have never thought that with, uh, with a white quarterback or a good quarterback. You right. Know? Like, I right. think, cause I also do, I do think if he, if Gino was a better quarterback, he also wouldn't have got hit. Like, if he right. had been Donovan McNabb, that dude would have been like, well, no, that's fucking crazy. I'll, like, I won't <clears> even, <throat> I won't even make it to my car if I do that shit. As opposed to Gino, who he knew he could take a shot at because he just hasn't had a uh, a definitive, you know, outing as a quarterback as far as a season or a consistency. So, uh, well, that's all the black quarterback updates. All right, guys. So let me uh, play us out. Blackness.
good luck all my black quarterbacks <laughs> you know um, every week you know it just in the spirit of black quarterbacks i started doing this this season every week whatever black quarterback wins i'll put them on my uh desktop my wallpaper on my phone that's so what this, I'm talking week, about. this week is michael vick mm, oh i know that was controversy well, nobody, I don't think anybody really sees it or notices oh. it. But, just do it, on but your, do it on your work computer then. The, nah, the biggest, <laughs> <laughs> the, the biggest, the biggest thing, like when I talk to people, like they, they kind of shut down. They said, Chris, you, what you, you root for the Redskins or the Ravens? I said, I just root for the black quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they don't know how to respond second, to that. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, all right. And right. then, then one time, one guy said, "Well, I, you know, I think this country is a melting pot, and uh, you know, I don't really notice that, but you know, okay, yeah. okay, yeah." People hate when you bring up that black quarterback is still a position that shit gets noticed. Yeah, uh, like or- I, like I had these guys that I used to play basketball with, and uh, there were these white dudes, and they would come in every week and shit on Cam Newton during this last season, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, the team fucking sucks, and he's the only thing carrying them." And I was like, and I guarantee you he'll get his money during the offseason because the team doesn't have the luxury of doing what you do and pretending that he's not good. Right. So, yeah. and they were just like, well, maybe, you know, we should have got Andrew Luck. I was like, so you would have had to tank for another year. You would have had to Come guarantee on. the number one pick. And they can't help Andrew Luck stay in school. And also Andrew Luck ain't all that. Like, mm-hmm. I I remember breaking down his numbers and percentage. Like, we had these long, you know. Whoa, 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 Rod. Andrew Luck is a good person because mm-hmm. he's not in a lot of commercials. That's true. And he's a good guy. He has he's a, a good guy. He has a beard in that um in that new uh, DirecTV commercial, though. I mean, he want, you know, he wants, he could have been an architect, but he did, he decided to please us and play football his smile is very genuine i'll give him that so but you know. uh but yeah so i will point out that andrew luck ain't perfect either and cam's uh rookie season in my opinion is still better than andrew luck's rookie season um so then uh so we're having this discussion right and every week cam is just finding a way to get this team to win and cam's running percentage in like november and december is ridiculous like it's something crazy like 11 and 4 or something so of course he goes on his annual winter winning, winning streak, streak right. get him into the playoffs against the seahawks which they all assume would never happen you know especially after he got in that wreck and all this shit so um at one point i just like i don't remember exactly when it was but it's like i don't know someone like halfway through the season i just started being like oh that's right it's probably because y'all just races against black quarterbacks and <laughs> it would be like whoa whoa buddy you don't have to say i was like whoa well, what like, what, re- what? there's no logical reason we've no got we've exhausted logic reason. we've exhausted logic at this point it's okay you guys are just racist against black quarterbacks and it's fine and they were they're like well if you're just gonna say that i was like well th- we've said everything else like i didn't have another thing and uh let me tell you something it was a funny running joke every week i would just hit them with that like i come in after that win i'd be lacing my shoes up when they walk in i'd be like did y'all see the game and of course uh they stopped coming to the gym uh oh lord they did they did stop coming man i would catch them every day i catch them in the weight room like y'all watch the game you know like i'm not here to lift weights i just want to know that y'all watch the game because uh cam did it again okay all right uh now let's get kind of serious for a second okay guys this is day number 305 oh shit not 305 that bobby schmurder has been in jail locked up without a trial 
and la reed actually uh went on went to discuss it um and why they have not paid his two million dollar bail epic records has come under fire in recent months for their refusal to pay the two million dollar bail for barbie schmurder the hot nigga rapper behind the bars uh since december 2014 awaiting gun and drug charges so he's been in jail awaiting charges guys for a year how is that legal in this country is he in guantanamo right however epic ceo la reed defended the label for not bailing out their signee telling the rapper telling rap radar podcast recently it made me feel like people don't know anything about my business it's really not their business that's the truth about it we're not elected officials here we're not a delivery to disclose how we do business what does that mean Hmm. read admitted i'm crazy about that kid and i think about him often but the state of the music industry doesn't make it financially possible or practical for epic to bail out the shmoney dance creator we seriously don't make the money we used to make that's a fact of life oh so now y'all ain't got the money but when he was selling them records ain't that the truth yeah right maybe if you let him out he would make the money i bet you spending all bobby murder i'm supposed to trust you dog rule four yeah rule five thousand four thousand eighty is that right anyway yeah yeah bobby smurder is not the same as snoop dogg and murder was a case who was coming out the chronic in his first album it's a different era you know and we're a publicly held corporation and we're just we just aren't in the same position we were back in those days so it's a different day oh okay it's a different day well i bet if lucius lyons was behind bars ain't that the truth y'all find a way to get him out yep when bobby was first arrested in december 2014 the rapper revealed when i got locked up i thought they were going to come for me but they never came the rapper's lawyer matthew middleton also blamed the label for not bailing out their artists saying these companies for years have capitalized and made millions and millions of dollars from kids in the inner city portraying their plight to the rest of the world to take advantage of that and exploit it from a business standpoint and then turn your back is disingenuous to say the least and also too it's just one of those things where the relationship between them will never be the same and this is why a lot more people are like fuck fuck the labels i'd rather just not be as big and go straight to the source yeah he pled not guilty to every all the to all the charges conspiracy to commit murder multiple weapon possession reckless endangerment as part of a 15 person 69 count indictment which alleged that the brooklyn rapper born acquitted pilot was the ringleader of a crips offshoot known as gs9 also the name of smurder's crew the rapper pled it not guilty because here's the thing he's he's not guilty because he didn't do it if y'all would just believe him just believe why are we assuming he's guilty because he can rap that doesn't even make sense no, it doesn't. well i think they don't believe him and then also he was with the crew called gs9 that mm-hmm. sounds like a government level like a government <laughs> right like, i'm a gs9 you got my gs9 certification uh but look man they don't have any proof that he did it they just assuming he did because he rapped about it what kind of shit is that man you know how many rappers rapped about shit they didn't do when are we gonna come lock up cameron moving weight with poppy down in south america um yeah 50 bailed out young buck and tony yayo all the time so i don't understand why people anyway man they don't think he's worth it free bobby day 305 is a struggle continues you know what i joked with you on that but you know what i i think i'm on the free bobby train yeah it's about damn time karen (laughs) 
<laughs> I still think it's funny, but I'm still oh, on how many the times I gotta say how many times I have to say this, but it's about damn time. Because <laughs> everybody know I've been laughing at Roger Goodman since he started to count down. Um, Ti posted a video apology said for saying that women aren't capable of being president. A hundred. So he doubled down. Double down oh. on his apology. I mean, not double down oh, on his okay. statements, right. but he apologized once on Twitter, and then he said, "Let me apologize on uh, what is this, Instagram, hey, Facebook." This is going too far. First off, look, look in the rooms. There are no PR people. Nobody telling me what to say. Nobody has written anything down for me. Okay, it's me speaking from the heart. First and foremost, I want to say I apologize to the women that I know and that know me. My mother my wife, my daughters, my cousins, my nieces, my sisters, my aunties. All of you I've seen put homes, businesses, families on your back and do things that were unthinkable and seemingly impossible. Okay, I know you know how I joke and I know you know my heart. So I know you know me, but I apologize anyway. I said some things that were insensitive and and hurtful to women. So I apologize. Now, to the people that don't know me, I never intended to be taken as though I felt women couldn't be leaders. That was not my intention. I knew better than that. I know that my daughters, as well as your daughters, can lead this nation as well as any other nation, as long as they apply themselves and educate themselves and motivate themselves to do so. I was on a platform, DJ Who Kid, where we say a lot of outrageous things, talk about a lot of taboo topics, have a lot of barbershop talk, say some things that are borderline inappropriate, borderline offensive for more laughs and shock value. We've done this several times before about several other things. However, this time I reached for a joke that was in very poor taste using a stereotype associated to women that I should not have done. That does, That is not a reflection of how I feel. That is not a reflection of who I am. I merely reached for a joke using very poor judgment and it was in poor taste. The same way people joke about the stereotypes of rappers saying that we all carry guns and shoot people. The same you do people carry guns and shoot people. Saying that we all T.I., you actually do. You, you carry guns. But, but like Dynamite. <laughs> I, I, I sell was, drugs in the community. It, was that on Instagram? Because that was pretty long. Facebook. It's on Facebook. Oh, oh Facebook. Okay. It's, it's more to go, but I think I got the gist of it. I'm going to stop it there uh so yeah can what do you think about his, his second apology mm-hmm. no no pr people from the heart mm-hmm. it's not sincere because you're not flat apologizing you're going i'm sorry but the atmosphere everything around me we were just fucking mm-mm. nope that's not an apology an apology was like i'm sorry i didn't mean to regardless of the circumstances of the situations around it i never should have said what i said mm. i'm responsible for my own actions i am responsible for my own speech i cannot speak on behalf of anybody else but me and i would like to apologize to the women that i offended i would like to apologize to the children the, the future leaders i offended you know because it's one of those things where uh people don't know what a true apology is anymore I, i've just i've just come to that conclusion and because the way I grew up in the way I consider an apology. Now an apology comes with strings attached. No, no, no. If you're sorry, you're truly sorry. Mm-hmm. If you're sorry, you need to detach the excuses. You need to detach. Um, but they said you need to detach. No, be accountable for what you said. And it's sad because when you get these true apologies nowadays, because everybody gave the, everybody gives the 
i'm sorry i'm not sorry apology everybody thinks sincere apologies now on apologies because no fucking body apologizes anymore for their actions you were wrong and and for you to turn around and tell me the atmosphere and you telling jokes no i don't that, that's not an excuse apologize for what you said and be sincere all right i, I understand i do think he was qualifying that shit a lot um <clears throat> speaking of other people that need to apologize mcdonald's all day breakfast might be turned out to be a big failure i wonder why uh chris you tried the all day breakfast yet no i don't really go i don't really check for them for breakfast i mean they sometimes if i do i'll get the the steak biscuit but they, i heard that's not i heard josh homer on jl's podcast say that it's only a select amount of items and it and yeah, they right. don't and shit yeah they right. don't have like those uh mcskillets shout out to uh hot fire starter but they uh right. they, they they do have like depending on your market they'll even have egg mcmuffins or biscuits Biscuit. we're in a biscuit market right. as i feared <laughs> right which i and that's the thing it's like you you say we're doing breakfast all day but you don't offer your entire menu all day and then you wonder why it doesn't actually succeed because if i go there and i'm in the biscuit market but i want an egg mcmuffin i can't get egg mcmuffin guess what i'm pissed well if i'm in the egg mcmuffin market and i want a biscuit i can't get a biscuit i'm pissed so when i go to a jack-in-the-box jack-in-the-box be like all day all day nigga that you can order anything on their menu all day nigga and y'all like nah we do selected items no it don't work like that how often can you get hot cakes all day nigga uh it's mcdonald's yeah so it turns out that the even the franchisees don't like it because it slows service down i can understand that and it's lowered that average bill uh and sparked chaos in the kitchen which a lot of them were afraid of um apparently you know because breakfast costs less mm-hmm. so you show up and you're like let me get a fucking chicken biscuit or whatever the fuck it is uh, a sausage egg and cheese biscuit you're only spending two to three dollars as opposed to if you went up there and said let me get a quarter pound of a cheese and now you're spending four or five dollars mm-hmm. also because they have to have everything up all day they're actually slowing down the kitchen response time uh i bet people hot cakes take like taste like burgers and shit who knows <laughs> you know they do taste like yo pancakes taste like bacon yeah so uh yeah it's all it's all fucked up now yeah when i go to mcdonald's it's usually just for a burger it's for the double cheeseburger mm-hmm. and the, the and i think the thing about it is that the problem that i have fucking 10 30 10 30 if you move it to 11 11 30 you might be cool but 10 30 like especially on the weekend you rushing to get there and i think that was the problem for most people today they're like hey just extend it by an hour on the weekend some shit like that and the thing is it's mcdonald's so they're like well this is where we always run things and they're not organized <laughs> and this is what happens when you try to change shit that maybe you should not have changed or if you're going to change it offer the whole menu I, my personal opinion the problem is that you don't offer the whole menu but you say you serve breakfast all day I agree. Like, and that that was the big selling point, and they they sliced it, and right. and, they, and when they when people went, it was like, damn, this ain't this ain't what y'all was telling me. Dr. Dre is being sued by his housekeeper, who claims her job and his eighteen hundred seventy dollars per week salary is unfair. Wow! What a wow! Wow! Raquel Sagastume uh sued the rap mogul in los angeles this week uh, claiming she was built bullied by other household staff during a 13 month stint that ended in february uh she said the other staffers two female cousins felt threatened 
by her skill level and unfairly delegated their own work to her causing her physical strain and injury the housekeeper said she suffered burning pain in her neck arms and back man her neck her back and eventually developed so much anxiety in the toxic work environment that she had trouble breathing during one bout of bullying and landed in the hospital and her filing she says that she was fired while still in the hospital for a panic attack Mm. man you're not gonna get far with that one sure not she says dr dre and his wife nicole young failed to prevent discrimination and harassment in their home she also claims she wasn't paid properly for overtime miss mills and earned vacation oh maybe she got a case uh she continues to suffer from anxiety depression and stress and deserves punitive damages she believes um dr dre has not responded um so i mean it's just a long history of him not treating women well so uh anyway uh you know like some of that that's shitty that's a shitty thing that happened to her yeah i think she also probably saw how much straight out of compliment right and then she's probably got the chronic back pain so it's all good um sounds of porn play over target stores intercom yeah yeah who was the intern in the back that fucked that up? Gina Young uh, from Campbell, California, was shopping at her local Target store on Wednesday when the audio from a porn movie started playing over the intercom. What is going on at Target right now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, and people like walking out the aisle looking at each other like, what the fuck is this? That's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm mad they doesn't play in Wesley Pike style. That would have been. <laughs> Look at all that dick hanging mm, out. They watch some bang bros or some shit like that. Nah, I want them to do some Wesley Pipes. That's the only person that could have really made it live. <laughs> I mean, I, I like pointing shit, but so, you know, right? not over the PA system. Say what, uh, Chris? Is he sick now or like? People say that, but I'll be seeing him in scenes, so I don't know what's going on with him. People like say he had lung cancer. He's in new scenes? i've seen them in recent scenes i don't know i mean they not old scenes you know i keep up on my porn and <laughs> it's like was somebody posted pray for wesley pipes and you know like he wasn't looking too good yeah i remember that i don't know what happened with that honestly um he was tweeting about his rap album and going on tour like a couple okay. weeks ago so i don't know what's going on with him uh but i do know that um he would have been more live on that motherfucking intercom. I know that much. Uh, ah. uh, breaking news, guys. Uh, RG3 has just been declared active. What? Oh, shit. So. Oh, shit. What does that mean? Oh, shit. You can't be can do it rg3 as long as you keep your <laughs> <sky>. <laughs> you can win oh man that would have been so much better with wesley pipes though on that intercom 
Yeah, there been a whole lot of make it nasty. Mm-hmm. Make it nasty. Suck my dick like a grown woman and shit like that. <laughs> Everybody be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Did that person lose their job? Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, uh, they didn't say. Did anybody lose? Like, nah, that was it. That was okay. the whole article. Okay, I'm gonna say too much. I thought what you was gonna. Go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. Oh no, bro. I thought you were gonna be like, and they lost their job, but they that like, was mm, it. They played porn know. on Intercom. I think it was probably a prank or something. Wasn't there a baby crying too? Yeah, yes. that woman's baby. I, I feel like people that the kind of person that records that and is like, "What is going on in Target?" is also the kind of person that baby starts crying because when they get an attitude you know it's just like oh no mom's upset again about nothing (laughs) your fucking baby doesn't even know what that is just keep shopping yeah (laughs) unless it was wesley pipes then i would have understood that baby crying because then (laughs) he would have been describing it in deep in fucking detail (laughs) yeah that's too much look at that girl you got that dick hanging out mommy what's the dick right (laughs) You know, I normally don't even fuck with white girls like this and shit like that. Um, <laughs> He's one of the greats. He is, man. He always got that comedy. I can't even jack off to his scenes, man. I just be laughing. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. I'm about to take my dick to the Underground Railroad. You're like, I don't even know what that means, man. <laughs> He's more flamboyant than a, a Rico Strong. Yeah, Rico man. Strong gets, he just goes at it. Yeah, I watched a scene with him and Janet Jackman, man, and she just told him to shut the fuck up one time. <laughs> she <laughs> got then, tired of him. And then after after the money shot, she said, "I hate him." <laughs> and I was oh, laughing. I was laughing Lord. so hard. It was so good. <laughs> I was like, "I hate him." And he broke her shoe. She was like, "He fucked me out of my heel." And he was like, "Yeah." Mm. <laughs> she was mad oh my god i guess she said i never do a scene with your black ass uh he's so good um trevor noah in the news again have you been watching the daily show with trevor noah yeah man i i i, I started watching it i like um because I, re- I didn't really watch it when john stewart was on I, it just didn't really appeal to me but i mean i get it it's not like a bad show but i yeah. just late night shows i really unless there's somebody that i want to see on there i'll i usually check for them but yeah i've been watching wilmore and and trevor yeah i've been watching wilmore since it started uh what bothered me about the old john stewart that uh daily show was just i got sick of seeing um articles quote unquote that really were advertisements that were like john stewart takes it to republicans or yeah john stewart just uh, uh, you know destroys it, fox news and it became less and less about the comedy yeah it's just i mean you know and it's just, well it's just their way of advertising yeah it gets you to click on it like you know i don't think it's any surprise you go on raw story tonight and it's gonna be larry wilmore says this trevor noah says that and bill maher says this you know and it's like that's not really an article that's just you putting a clip of their show up mm-hmm, and, yeah. I, and i bet you it's it's advertising i don't know the, the inner workings of it but i bet you you know my my spider sense is tingling that they put that shit up for advertisement and clicks um, yes like i feel like no i mean literally comedy central pays them a fucking money oh. and says put this up and then they disguise it as an article and that's how you get clicks correct anyway trevor noah who you know when he first got the job they went through all his tweets and were like sometimes he said problematic things guys what do you think about that well now a clip is service where they're saying he stole a bit from dave Chappelle. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Word, you ought to know. Everybody know, you know, too many people. Oh, 
yeah uh yeah too many people do know i'll play it for you and before I get to America, I thought I knew all kinds of racism. I uh, always consider myself somewhat of a racism connoisseur. I appreciate the finer racism. Not to say I appreciate all racism, but rather fine racism. Before I came here, blatant racism was my favorite. I can barely make out what he's saying. I gotta stop that. There's a, if you, there, you probably have a, an article where, where they have the, he's talking about being a racial connoisseur, how he's going down in Kentucky and they, they call you nigger or boy it's similar to well here's here's it say i'll just read the i'll read yeah, it yeah. charming racism in america like in america changed my life i discovered it in a place called lexington kentucky probably one of the most wonderful places i've ever been charming friendly people racism was a smile and the tip of the hat i was walking through the streets and the man walked up to me didn't know me from a bar soap came straight up to me and looked me dead in the eye and said and he was like good afternoon nigger good afternoon uh i've never seen racism with a smile i didn't know what to do he just said like it was a fact and as i fought him he would uh as if if i fought him he would have been like what didn't you know uh and then Chappelle, i remember this because i'm a big Chappelle stand right we've seen him so and i used to i used to play this fucking stand-up special every friday at my old job but um yeah i'll I'll play the open racism You know, that's just my grandma, grandmother used to sing that when she cleaning up. That's a Negro spiritual. Black work song. Not everybody know about that. I know. See, white people, you guys might whistle when you work. You did. But that's how you can tell what kind of work we're actually doing. that kind of shit i do anything that has to do with race i read a little here see a little there and i travel that's always good uh traveling has made me a a racism connoisseur if you will you know it's different from region to region anyone ever been down south so you guys know what i'm talking about that a racism down there is just fucking wild. It's due to a perfection. It's comfortable. It's out in the open. There are no secrets in Mississippi. Everybody knows the deal. Morning, nigger. Morning, sir. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the gist of it, you know. Yeah, that sounds uh, sounds yeah. eerily similar, and that's from 17 years ago. Yeah, um, so you know, maybe he heard it and it kind of worked his way into his act. Um, I don't know, but uh, either way, um, I, I feel like it's kind of like part of just trying to discredit that dude, yeah, <laughs> which is so funny. Get him yeah it's so funny because it, it seems like a little thing that most people would let go but they're like look at him joke thief motherfucker well somebody people have said that before like russell peters uh said something about it like a with another bit mm-hmm. uh 
another guy in South Africa. I don't know. Like I worked with him uh, last year. I opened for him. Uh, nice dude. You know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, that sounds eerily similar. Yeah. But a brother like me, you might want to work with him one day. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? I don't know, young. Yeah. Roy, Roy Wood Junior working working uh, at the Daily Show too, man. And that's Killing dope. that shit too. Yeah, he's he's doing great. He's murdering that shit. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I mean, I watch the Daily Show now every once in a while and still enjoy it. But, uh, I bet you if a whole lot of this shit comes out, though, uh, you're gonna get that reputation. That's one thing that'll make him untenable in that position is that people mm-hmm. really are calling him a joke thief a la, you know, Carlos Mencia and shit. It'll eventually wear him down. Yeah. Um, rising student loan debt is a crisis in America. Yes, it is. And perhaps nothing illustrates it more than this. Uh, the Buddy Ranch, which is a, you know, a brothel in Nevada, is offering to pay for its workers' student loans. Oh, shit. Wow. The initiative, Bunny Ranch owner Dennis Hoff announced this week, has a few strings attached, but the gist is this. Over a 60-day period, the Bunny Ranch will match student loan payments of a woman at accredited two- and four-year universities up to the amount they make as prostitutes at the Bunny Ranch. It's been a long time since Hoff's Day, uh, Heyday, when the HBO adult, uh, documentary Cat House first featured the brothel in 2002. Man, we watched that. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, that was actually a good thing. Well, you, I, I mean, because you actually get, they got real in depth. It was just interesting. Some of the women are crazy, but yeah, it was interesting. Uh, he said he realized that he was increasingly becoming an employer of college educated women seeking quick cash to pay off educational debts. So I guess those strippers really are at college. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are. Like I know people joke about that, but yeah. I had a University of Michigan cheerleader named Chrissy Summers come to the Bunny Ranch a few years ago after she was forty thousand dollars in debt with student loans. God damn. She paid them all off in two months. She even ended uh-huh. up she ended up liking the business stand long enough to fund her graduate studies. Man, two what? months. Hey Chris, would you uh be a prostitute for two months? I'm to pay off your student loans? Got me thinking about it, man. <laughs> I've noted that other students, including some of in the University of Northern Nevada and Reno, have become his employees over the, the years. Not to mention that making education affordable to all who want it is a humanitarian endeavor, he said. I felt a responsibility to use my position to help others in that regard. Good for you. But only the pretty ones. Hop uh, isn't alone. In fact, he may be taking a cue from Pornhub.com, which announced a $25,000 scholarship for video submissions that answer the question, how do you strive to make others happy? The ploy was resoundingly planned by the National Center of Sexual Exploitation, or PAND, uh, which called it an amazing, deceptive marketing tactic, targeting cash-strapped college students. Well, they're probably against porn in general. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why even ask them? uh guess what guys surprise we're against it oh word okay <laughs> uh, a high school principal is no longer a high school principal anymore after appearing in a trey songs video oh wow was what, he was, the, what was the trey songs video right was he in the background talking about mr steal your girl it's mr steal your job right uh the video is uh let's see uh, a southampton principal who put the pal in rap video this summer will be principal won't be principaling anymore she's she's reportedly losing her position after appearing in a trey songs video also oh, how dare both of you guys assume it was a guy video girl I did too, yeah what, so and how dare a- you assume she was a video girl karen oh she's wow, karen. that's wow. right right <laughs> i actually wow. read the article 
my bad mm-hmm. yeah she actually was we in already the said it the most uneducated people talk the loudest that's true you, you <laughs> totally getting your raven simone on today yes i am uh she's being reassigned to oversee a variety of academic support services throughout the district as a result of her brief cameo in the music video uh adler o'keefe the only woman in the video over the age of 25 plays a woman going on vacation with her husband leaving trey songs to watch the house she says about six words in the video where she essentially plays a principal let me see if i can play this uh what's the name of this video oh of course there's an ad first uh the issue the hampton school district says the message of the song which features alcohol marijuana and ladies in bikinis uh the video in question showcases behaviors and language used that is not promoted um in our school district let me see let me see if i can play it now chris guess the race of esther adler o'keefe she's white she is white Oh my god, there's titties and stripping immediately. Oh yeah, she had to go. I see. <laughs> I normally as, try to As soon as the beat dropped, titties popped out. Yeah, I'm not saying look, I I mean, unless she's gonna say she didn't even know this was happening. Yeah, let's say she say I just was in, did my scene and walked out. Oh, you know what? Maybe she did. Let me keep reading. You know, right, that's like, a good point. Like that, you know how they be like, well, you come in, you do this, and then you leave. She was like, Well, cool, I do that and leave. Yeah. And it's not- like if Chris was in that show that he auditioned for and then after that they did a whole bunch of reprehensible shit chris wouldn't know right because he's not he's not with the crew cutting yeah. and pacing and putting shit together it's like people are gonna be walking around like this is the worst episode of the flash ever Ooh, and chris, chris was in there and he 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 was co-signing the flash raping that girl you're like what day chris could no. not have known that was gonna happen i ever. guarantee you did not know when he said sir your towels are ready that's when we knew <laughs> um <laughs> The video in question showcases behaviors and language use that is not promoted by the school district. In fact, we actually teach our students the importance of good character and making smart choices. First of all, that's shaming. Trey Stones might be having good character and making smart choices with those women. Additionally, this is not representative of who we are as a district, nor of our students and staff. She reportedly was hired over the summer to appear in the video and claimed she was completely unaware of the content, lyrics, and title of the video and song. I can believe that. I didn't even know Trey Songz still made videos. This is reportedly uh, her last week uh, as uh, principal, though, so she probably get fired after this. Yeah, it, like I said, it really wouldn't surprise me. They would say, "Hey, you pretty, uh, come here. We we'll pay you such such amount of money. Just say these few lines. And you're gonna be in the video." And she'd be like, "Cool." I'm, you know, most she probably didn't ask what was the song, what was the video, or anything like that. Or even if she did, that's a good lie to tell. I would say I didn't know. Correct. I probably, know. Did she have kids? Uh, I don't know. No, I did not what, in the article. I wonder if she did it because she wanted to be cool for her kids. Like, hey, kids, I'm in this Trey Songs bit. Because, like, I'm I'm a little old. I'm old. I'm not gonna front. But is he he's is he still hot? Trey yeah, Songz? yeah, yeah. Trey Songz still he's still hot. still hot in the streets. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, maybe that's why she did it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Let's uh get into our segments, guys. Let's do some baller alert. I feel like black people have been fucked with enough today. So mm-hmm. we could probably skip that segment and go straight up to uh 
talking about these groupies and shit yeah. Yeah. yo i'm looking for a five-star tea talk about Just stepped out magazine they and they fly and We call them five star, five star nigga. That's a five star click. That's a six forty five. It's a new L six. Get a hell fix, might even pay a rent. And the way she gave it to me, best money I ever spent. I don't even lie, I can do a high. Do not need her when I give her unless she is fly. Gucci man's a thuggy, yo man is a scrub. See she love you not, she love me not. Well, all my bitches love me. If you in Atlanta, don't look Gucci, brother, beat me. You can find a five star hotel, we can beat me. Five star bitch, just a five star bitch, just a five star bitch, just a five star bitch. You can win score high, keep your nails stay fly, keep your juice box wet, and your head something fire. You a five star, and you a five star, and you a five star. All right. Chris, here are your choices. All right. Number one, Groupie Tales, B.O.B., and his eggplant. Oh. Number two. Is that eggplant emoji? I don't know, Karen. Okay. I don't, I just give you what I see. Number two, Groupie Tales, a late night booty call with genuine. Number let's, do a little, let's do the genuine. Okay, you don't want to hear the rest? Okay. Go oh, 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 there's more. Oh, okay, there's more. Yeah, okay. There's more choices. There were more All choices. Right. Uh, number three, Baller Mail, Victor Cruz's fiance had the right idea. Oh. Number four, Baller Alert, Groupie Tail, Seattle Seahawks, Ricardo Lockett. And number five, uh, Baller River relationship should a woman propose if she's ready for marriage? Hmm. Ooh, that's tempting. So, so is the Victor Cruz one like about Victor Cruz or is it just like a essay about him? I think it's kind of like, uh, like advice kind of like oh that's what you should do ladies if you have great if you're dating a baller and he you find out he's cheating with 12 women okay you know what i want to do number five the the should women's okay all right that one's been on the docket for a while so uh okay, people probably looking forward to that uh ballerific relationships is where they give relationship advice should a woman propose if she's ready for marriage blog by at uniquely underscore humble uh and it's a picture of a woman proposed to a man let's start let's start by saying that i take my hat off to the ladies that can do this most women have daydreamed and even planned their wedding as children long before this idea could ever be thought of so this wouldn't be something that they would do traditionally we were taught that one day you will meet a man that will sweep you off your feet not the other way around so when i see pictures like this or hear rumors that a woman proposes to a man i begin to lose all hope what happened to romance and the last act of chivalry that hasn't died within today's society i believe that when a man finds a wife he finds a good thing not the other way around so when a woman finds a husband she doesn't find a good thing okay ladies please allow a man to be a man Can, will you please let that happen ladies <laughs> us men are no longer allowed to be us men and it's getting to be a damn problem 
it's not only breaks social standards because of gender roles but you are not a man and should leave some things up to him if you are rushing the process by proposing don't be surprised if he says no or if it doesn't last if he is not ready then no amount of pressure will prepare him faster like you couldn't say the same about women ain't that the truth men have biological clocks just like women yeah oh, you know you these do? sperm is only working for a certain amount of time later why are you telling that like y'all shit i start kick- getting my pressure your shit kick forever y'all be dead and gone y'all shit still be kicking so when they're ready you will know it of course waiting for a man to propose can be a draining process but ultimatums begging and complaining will not gain you a ring now if you've been waiting for more than a few years you may be want you may want to wait you may one to reevaluate your relationship to see if both of you have the same relationship goals there's other men out there ladies i'm a traditional when it comes to marriage so i become confused with these new ideas if a woman proposes and a man accepts should he take her last name instead of the traditional method is she the new head of the household these are all things to take into account when roles are swapped women are usually more eager to settle down move forward and start families quicker than men if you have to ask him he's not that into you and if he says yes it may be more about security than love you should never have to force it Hmm. all kinds of problems but then how she feel about gay marriage or lgbt i don't want to know i'm gonna be honest with you and yeah. I'm, t- I'm gonna tell you right now i don't want to know yeah here are the comments sean says hell no women should never have to resort to a man's role to get married it's like some thirsty commitment stuff you see what happened to chrissy and jim she pulled hit this move six years later still no marriage that's what's wrong with society today some women want to be men and then want to be women okay i think he meant and men want to be women but he just said and then terrell hey that's terrell jones said this is a great article because men and women need to let go of these eurocentric ideas women need to propose more and men need to stop thinking you have to take care of the family financially when women in our community are making more money and have better educations I know a lot of men who marry for looks and a lot of women who marry for money and both will be your downfall because if it isn't based off of respect, you will fail. Shout out to my boss, bitches, wife, and niggas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he the best, but that's the most logical shit he said. I don't know. Uh, That that part where he said stop thinking men need to stop thinking you have to take care of your family financially no i don't agree with that part though no with women i don't know what he yeah. meant I, I don't know if he meant that the way that i think it should go which is like yeah man you shouldn't have the pressure to make the most money in a relationship and everybody should fit into the roles that design that, that their that their life yeah. is calling i but, think he meant it like don't take care of your kids fuck them bitches got money oh, but then anyway. no no i don't agree with him no 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 my, my bad you are you are up i was i assume the worst with terrell okay you guys might still my, give, give him the optimistic benefit of doubt bad. but i feel That's like what i was thinking but uh, but yeah you're right you're right 75 comments into terrell's pathos i believe that I'm, he I'm, meant that bad i'm off the boat i'm off the boat my bad selena said yeah i will pass on this idea no way and sandy cheek says i'm not against the idea and then that was the last comment because everybody was like fuck that um all right so that was it you a fast stop bitch i need 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 a fast stop bitch i
It's your boy, yo, got it, I do grade A shit I'm the realest nigga walking And it's the remix And I'm still out here looking for a five-star chick When I catch her, I'ma bless her with a five-star kid She a natural born hustle, she ain't chasing no suckers Only mess with real niggas, she ain't never fucked the buses So your cars and your jewelry, that shit really don't excite her And your hating assholes in the club won't fight her She was born in the eighth, went to school in D.C. Got a job in Dallas, Texas, then she moved to Tennessee. If she ain't a five-star shortage, go ahead, face it, folks. Blue and fake, blue and shake, let her make the face. It ain't a five-star beat. It ain't a five-star beat. All right. That's my shit. Every time. Uh, now let's play some Guess the Race, guys. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for guest the race. The number one game show going across all the podcasts, man. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants, Chris Brown, Chris, I mean Chris Brown, Chris Lambert, oh, no. from the Monday Festival podcast, to guess the race and the crowd plays along and they are racist all right sorry about that chris that's all right we, we my asked, album royalty is coming out soon right we, <laughs> we asked him to guess the face he hit oh lord and today's show is brought to you by uh guess the race is brought to you by bevel that's right this is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps I personally love having a shaving routine, especially for big days. Like if you have, maybe, maybe you're at work, somebody's complaining about your emails and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I got an audition tomorrow and you want to get up in the mirror and the first thing in the morning and shave all that stubble off. Get yourself feeling clean and smooth. No irritation, no razor bumps. You walk up in there fresh to death, ready to get that job. And you just go in there and you say, Mr. Colson, here's your towels. And they're like, who was that Negro? And why was he so confident? Bevel is why he was so confident, guys. That's right. The irritation of dealing with white people can be shaved away easily. All you have to do is go to getbevel.com today and use code tbgwt you can get 20 percent off of your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l dot com all right let's get racist authorities say a 36 year old woman could end up spending the rest of her life behind bars over a road rage incident that involved a hurled shot soft drink and gunfire oh shit the situation unfolded about 5.45 p.m. Tuesday near Metropolitan Parkway and I-94 in Harrison Township. But police say both drivers gave a different version of events. Uh, for the sheriff, According to the sheriff's office, a 40-year-old Warren man called 911 to report he was driving in the area of Raymond and Crocker when he exchanged words with a woman driving a Lexus. Later identified as India Marche McDougal the man told police that both drivers advanced to a red light on the crocker uh and he stopped alongside her suv to confront her about her driving according to the man's versions of events he exited his 2003 chevy pickup truck 
but remained on the driver's side of his vehicle the two drivers exchanged words and then the ver- when the verbal argument escalated the man said he got back into his vehicle he said he then reached over unrolled the passenger side window of his truck and threw a soft drink at the woman's car oh, at shit. this point the woman the man said mcdougall produced a gun and fired around at his truck this snitching ass motherfucker oh my god you started all this shit got shot at and it was like what i'm calling the cops meanwhile the uh, sheriff's office received a 911 call from mcdougall who told dispatchers that she had been in the altercation and had fired her handgun she waited at a convenience store on harper where she was interviewed by deputies police said mcdougall had a consistent version of events except she said the man stopped at the red light walked around his own vehicle approached her suv as a man near the car she said he had a styrofoam cup in his hand threw liquid in her face she further told police that she was scared for her life so she drew her handgun and fired a single shot deputies located a caltech nine millimeter lugal handgun in a pocket of the driver's side door on mcdonald's mcdonald mcdougall's suv investigators also observed a bullet hole through the passenger went door of the man's truck which uh which had shattered a window and were able to retrieve the bullet from the vehicle's armrest at that point mcdougall was arrested and transported to jail regular say she has a license to carry a concealed weapon uh mcdougall was video arraigned 41b district court uh charges of assault with intent to murder felony firearm and possession of a controlled substance less than 25 grams she was or i wonder what that substance was that would go a long way in guessing the race uh mcdougall was ordered jailed on seven seven hundred fifty thousand dollars bond and she's due back in court october 26th the man involved in the incident is also facing several misdemeanor charges and his name was not released guess the race of india marche mcdougall Ooh. um i'm gonna say black all right let's check the chat room named her daughter alexis after the make of her car says black ass rob Uh-oh. brought a gun to a soda fight black <laughs> not allowed not allowed to fear for her life black black woman who knows watching basketball wives that a drink in the face means war india marche black they got the big mac we got the big milk mick black shea butter advocate the correct answer is she was black all right yeah the fact that they released her name not the other dude's name charged her with all the shit i do if i did that was why yeah he got out his car and went towards her and splashed a drink in his face and was like oh shit she got a gun why did you splash something in her face mm-hmm yep um let's go around another one a florida woman offered three officers oral sex if they dropped charges of drunken driving drug possession say the police it was an offer not one but three officers could refuse a florida woman of florida arrested a drunk for drunken driving and possession of marijuana and cocaine offered repeatedly to perform oral sex on three different officers if they would drop the charges but when the officers rejected her offer for impromptu plea bargain she was hit with three counts of bribery ariel inger 24 was pulled over at 3 a.m basically on monday um so she probably was out partying all night sunday or whatever and got caught up um and charged with drunken driving she allegedly failed a series of field sobriety tests and her blood alcohol level was 0.162 which is more than twice the legal limit she also admitted that she had a bag of marijuana in her purse damn 
while the process while being processed for the two crimes she allegedly tried to play let's make a deal and offered to perform fellatio and other sex acts if she if he dropped the charges or the other sex acts i wonder who knows anal okay you got me but it didn't work and she was taken to the county hospital where officers discovered a small bag of cocaine in the right side of her bra that added felony charges of narcotics possession and introduced a contraband into a detention facility uh undeterred with her initial rejection she then offered the same deal to deputies abed munels and eric biddle but when she was rejected again added three counts of bribery to her rap sheet Ingers, who has been smiling in her booking photo was released after seeing smiling in her booking photo was released after five thousand one hundred fifty dollars bond tuesday she will appear on course september 24th all right guess the race uh, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna say white white all right ariel engel ingrid i mean let's check the chat room see what they believe give me that becky white right privilege wasn't enough to overcome them thin ass lips says lex oh trailer park barbie white whiter than the skeet that stayed inside the cops first snowflake of the winter i have that blow snow white chalky cocky white privilege is the new white the correct answer is white Uh, nobody missed that let me see if Mm-mm. i can uh put her picture in the chat so you guys can see it uh but yeah she's only 24 and her whole like facebook profile is just pictures of like her being sexy and shit so she gonna lose that case because you know nobody likes a sexy ass woman when it comes to these when it comes to these sex crimes they're gonna be like you did that look at her facebook look at it mm-hmm. that come hither look uh, let's go to the bonus round, guys. Where's my bonus round music? Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race so far. Chris is two for two. Can he finish up strong with his racism? Let's see uh let's see uh an inspiring fugitive couple prolongs the police standoff so that they can have sex one last time okay that's right that's kind of nice you know just one last time before we go to jail forever now of course this happened in florida so oh florida right uh jacksonville leaving so details tonight from pretty bad news we first told you about this morning a man wanted by police is behind bars now after a lengthy standoff police arrested 34 year old michael forte on an armed burglary warrant along with ryan batista and leanne hun around four this morning a tip led authorities to a mobile home in the 9700 block of no road on the west side and in a really bizarre move police say batista and hun refused to come out of the trailer until they had sex one last time. But SWAT teams were eventually brought in, and the incident ended peacefully six and a half hours later. Well, damn, that's a long sex. Uh, Chris. What the hell is they doing in there? Six, wow. six and a half hours of sex, sounds like. They got that snack and everything. Uh, so, Chris, man, guess the race. Of, of Bautista? Uh, both, ra- both of them are the same race, so guess the race. That's got to be uh latin descent all right so he's going with latino 
uh let's check the chat room nobody was shot so white says brian p high on meth love i'm assuming that's white evie i don't know if that's oh white she says okay uh yeah meth head love probably takes a long time the length of a black standoff is how long it takes to put the bullet to strike the victim white white hot passion the correct answer is and uh chris missed this one but the correct answer is a long time yeah yep it was white and uh the chat room got it right and now it's time to end the show with a little sore ratchetness A man was stabbed with a sword in New Jersey, say the police. Man is in the hospital after he was stabbed. A man is in the hospital after he was stabbed with what police describe as a large knife or a sword. NBC 10 was on the scene on Juniper Drive in Cherry Hill. As police took someone away in handcuffs, police have not said what laid in the stabbing or if he's been charged with a crime. Investigators tell us the victim was stabbed in the hand and is expected to be okay. No word yet on a motive. There you go, man no word senseless sword crime again uh chris thank you so much for coming on the show man thanks for having me as always always a good time sorry to kind of lead off kind of i think the last two times i've been on they were kind of like was i eoring it a little bit no man you're Mm -hmm. fine just get out of your head man you're fine people love you and uh they're gonna go listen to monday festival mm-hmm. and they're gonna enjoy it and they love that you love black quarterbacks and uh if anything i kind of derailed it with my white friends uh conversation gotta, yeah that i had to cut off so well, you know some of that i think is is part of people just having empathy too like obviously you know i'm gonna i don't know is it is it just being a black person that you just know race is inherent and I, it's almost like you got to talk about it but then at the same time does it need to be explained all the time i think being a white male is just almost too much privilege in america like it's just you can opt out of so much shit that they just assume everybody's disingenuous about the problems that they have or that their problems are big because they don't affect them right and i've seen you know it's intersectionality i've seen like i uh i mean we didn't cover it today but there was a, a trans woman who got killed uh i just all that yeah and i posted on my page and somebody was like you know rod this is what i like about you you're so intersectional blah blah blah. but to me i was just thinking like who the fuck looks at that article and goes well don't want to talk about this don't want i don't want anybody to know that this happened or that this is a thing like this is the most violent year uh or even more violent year towards trans uh women especially trans women of color uh since last year you know right it's actually more uh, already eclipsed last year and to me it's like i don't know how people look at those things that don't want to talk about them but then i know black people that see those things and they go that's not my issue right they don't talk about it correct and all these people i'm trying to tell you i'm looking at all you folks out there 
that were dancing and marching and happy that you can get married in all 50 states where's the same anger now has it died because you got the right to be married now yeah i noticed during the dnc like one of the questions i had was why were there no more questions about marriage equality or uh trans rights or anything like that it's like they just feel like we got that ruling and even though people are actively defying the ruling we've crossed the hurdle and that's the end so why ask a presidential candidate what they're going to do about that come on you need to hold people accountable it's just a very interesting time man but at any rate it's also interesting time for black quarterbacks and for us to get that together Mm -hmm. so you know if you if you're listening to this right now warming up rg3 get out there and throw that thing yeah they're stretching mike vick stretch them hammers out you're getting old now come on cam you know cam i want you to take that picture of sierra down out of your locker <laughs> and focus on nothing but winning russell take that picture of sierra down out of your locker <laughs> and focus, focus on, on nothing but winning take macklemore out of your ipod and put kendrick in put there. kendrick in now and get you some blackness uh uh what's from my man geno smith and RG3, I want y'all to hang out after the game at a bar since y'all, neither one of y'all probably got to play today. And the Bucks quarterback, ain't he black or they set him down? Jameis ain't playing this week. He okay. on a bye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was at the Florida State game right Yeah, which is good for him because that means he won't lose. <laughs> right. But, uh, and black actors too. Black actors too. The, the Star Wars poster just got revealed. Mm hmm. Uh, the, the homie, what's my man's name? Donald uh, Glover got a, he getting an FX green light. Uh, yeah. you saw yeah. that? Atlanta. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Black actors, Creed, man. Creed coming out next month. Hey, you, hey, hey, you watch Black Jesus, Chris? I'm, I'm DVRing it. But yeah, yeah. You gotta get on Black Jesus, man. Keith David, man, he had a great episode. Uh, alright, man. Well, listen, if you're out there about to watch these black quarterbacks, keep your head to the sky. And we'll be back tomorrow, uh, <laughs> night. So until then, I love you. You too. Mwah. Mwah.